I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Jennifer Kayla Ruskin Podcast. I'm passionate about helping you create the relationship and sex life of your dreams. Welcome to conversations about open relationships, online dating, and conscious uncoupling. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 77, five steps to lovingly breaking up. Now, this month is all about conscious uncoupling. And you might be asking, what the heck is conscious uncoupling? Well, that's lovingly breaking up. And today I'm going to cover five different steps to help walk you through a breakup. Now, this could be the breakup of a husband, a wife, your partner, a business partner. Um, you're breaking up with your boss, your boss breaking up with a coworker um, or a team member, you breaking up with AT&T or your phone service. These, this guide can really be used for any kind of breaking up. I'm going to be using it in the context of breaking up with a partnership. The very first thing that I want you to do, if you are about to break up with someone or in the middle of a breakup, is I want you to go on Amazon or wherever your favorite books are sold, and I want you to buy Conscious Uncoupling. This book is written by Katherine Woodward Thomas. Mine is dog-eared, highlighted. Um, I have so much stuff in this book. This book is amazing. Now, I did not have this book when I uncoupled from my last two husbands, but I found it later and I was like, this is freaking awesome. And I did a lot of these practices. In fact, I did most of them without even reading this book. What I found though, is this book is such a handy guide and Catherine goes through every single step and even has a program. So you and your partner can do this together. You can do it by yourself. It's a fantastic book, Conscious Uncoupling. Go buy it if you don't already have it. So what I'm going to cover today are five different steps for you to to lovingly break up with your person. Now, if you just want to be a bitch or you want to be a dick and you want to break up and you want to feel that angsty, crunchy, heart-heavy energy, this is not the podcast for you. If instead you want to break up with someone and still have a relationship with them afterwards, still be friends, invite them to Thanksgiving dinner, have them come to your kid's baseball game, that's what this is all about. So that's for you. Continue listening. The first thing that I want you to do is to realize you get to make the rules, not society, not your grandma, not your mother, and not your, even your ex. You get to decide how you show up. You get to decide if it's messy or if it's beautiful. You get to decide that you can take care of the person that you're separating from and you get to decide when and where and how. You know, there's this point to almost every relationship outside of our children and maybe outside of our parents where almost every relationship has a beginning and it has an end and there's this cycle to relationships. Now, do I believe people can be married forever and ever? Yes, absolutely. Is it very few of us? Yes, absolutely. The dedication and energy and love required to stay with one human in partnership your entire adult life 
is tremendous. And most humans are not willing to give that kind of effort. Typically what happens is one person outgrows the other person. And some people stay way past the expiration date. It's like that that thing in your, your refrigerator that you haven't cleaned out in a year and it's starting to like be a science experiment and have mold all over it. You have stayed in a relationship well past the expiration date. And typically, you know, you know when that's the case. You know when you're hanging on just because it's easier to hang on than break up. Is it in your highest good and your best interest to stay with that person? No. Are you growing? No. Are you stagnant? Yes. So if you find yourself in that situation, you need to love your person enough to walk away. Love your person enough to let them move on with their life. And when you hold someone like a possession to you, well past the expiration date, you're doing not only yourself, but them a disservice by keeping them to you. And instead of allowing them to go find someone else well more suited, at least at that point in your life, you two have probably grown apart. So again, number one, remember that you make your rules. This also comes to lawyers who are there to make money. So I'm not saying lawyers are bad. Lawyers are great. But keep in mind how and when you use them and that they are not God. And although they will give you an offer and a suggestion of how you should break up or uncouple or divorce or separate assets, it doesn't mean that that's actually what you have to do. I know she said it. Oh my God. Y'all, I live this way in my entire life and the way I've built my business and the way I've made multi-millions of dollars and the way that I continue to capture clients and the way that I run my house and the way that I'm a mother and the way that I co-parent with two ex-husbands and a partner. I fucking make my own rules and you can too. You have permission to make your own rules. All right. Number two, and this is a big one. Take responsibility for your part. Now, if it's a case of you outgrowing your partner and you have done your very best to grow with your partner and maybe, maybe they don't want to grow with you. Maybe they don't like the current version of you. They liked the 19-year-old version of you. There's nothing you can do when it comes to outgrowing the person that you've decided to be married to when they are no longer willing to grow. So you kind of get a pass. Congratulations. And in most of my adult relationships, that has been the case. I've outgrown my person. It could be that you have a deeper responsibility to the unraveling of a relationship. And reasons for that might be childhood wounds, trauma that you haven't dealt with, um, feeling you know, really insecure, telling your partner all the time that you think that they're cheating on you and, and they're not. There's all these things that make up us as a human. And that is the human condition. That is what we come and incarnate on this planet to do is to become a human and then unravel everything that we're taught as kids into our adulthood until we die. Like literally that's what we're here for. So don't feel bad that you have trauma, but address it, especially if you're a middle-aged adult and you haven't been to therapy or you haven't gotten a coach and you haven't looked at your childhood wounds, you are probably projecting them onto the person that you're partnered with 
or the last five ex-husbands that you've had or ex-wives, right? So own your shit. It's time to be an adult and own your shit. And that's, that's okay. And it's okay also to let your partner go while you go heal your own stuff. And then you could go back into a relationship. If they're still willing to have you, you could find another partner who can meet you where you are at that point in your life, but own your own shit and take your responsibility. That's number two. All right. Number three, and this is one of my favorite ones, and this is also the hardest one. Number three is show kindness. Yeah, I know. You're all probably thinking, I feel wounded. I have been told that my person doesn't want to be in a relationship with me anymore, or I've been angsty enough where I know that I need to break it off. I don't want to be kind. It's easier to be mean. It's easier to not show compassion. Being kind is hard. (laughs) It's also the right thing to do. So let me tell you a little story. Karma is a thing whether you believe it or not, what goes around comes around. All those things that we were taught as children are true. In my first marriage, my ex-husband and I kind of always had this contest of whose dick was longer, whose dick was bigger, who was the alpha in the relationship, so to speak. So he would get a degree and I would get a degree to show that, you know, my dick was just as big. He'd get a master's degree and then I would get one too. He went on to get his PhD and I was like, that's enough. (laughs) And I just had you two babies for you. Like I'm not doing anymore. When we divorced, I could have asked for alimony. Now we both made money. I think he had, he had a business and he had some other things. There was an opportunity for me to ask for half of everything that he'd created, if not alimony. And you know what? I didn't ask for it. I created my own rules. And I thought, I'm a grown-ass fucking woman who makes her own money. I don't need his money to support me. I want him to be successful. I want him to have what he built over the decade he was with me. I don't need that. Whatever you came in with, come out with. So that's one of the rules that I have when I'm in a relationship. And I don't, I, I didn't, you know, sign anything or have a prenup with either of my husbands because I didn't need it and I'm not a greedy bitch. <laughs> so I was like, whatever you come in with, you come out with if we if we separate. And that's what I've always done. So with our first marriage, we separated and got divorced. Um, and we did several things different. The first thing is we split 50-50 custody. In the state of Arkansas, that's really difficult. Um, 90 or 95%, at least at the time when we had our divorce, the judges were making someone take custody, making someone take primary responsibility. And we were like, nope, we want to be 50-50. No one's paying child support. We both love these kids and we're going to be active members of their life. And that's what we did. Number two, we shared an attorney. (gasps) I know. And this was not a super civil thing. Like, we weren't very happy with each other when we got divorced. We were we were both feeling a bit wounded. We were both feeling exhausted from the first decade of our 20s and our marriage together. And it's not that we were being ugly, but we just were like, we were ba- barely civil. So we shared an attorney. In this one, he paid for it. Um, I helped draft the settlement with him. And we decided that whatever you came into the marriage with, 
you come out with. Whatever things you've created, whatever businesses, those are yours. And we split these children that we've created. No one's paying child support, but you are responsible for half of everything that they need, all of their bills, all of their little baseball things, all their little league, whatever it is, choose you're responsible for half and I'm responsible for half. Another thing that we did differently is that week on week off every other weekend bullshit we didn't do. We created our own schedule and we said, these kids are so little, they need their mom. They need their dad more than every other week. Um, My youngest was still in diapers, like had just stopped nursing like a few months before, like they were, he was that little. And so we were like, how do you feel about two days on and then two days off and then every other weekend? So every two days you get to see the kids. And that's what we've done for 10 years now. Yeah. You get to do things differently. Let me see what else I have um, forgotten. I talked about alimony. I don't believe in alimony. Now, if you are in a very special situation where let's say the husband was the only breadwinner and, you know, you were a stay-at-home mother and you ran the PTO and like your commitment to each other was that you maintain the house and the kids, that still feels like an equitable job for me. Um, And you, there's no way that you can go get a job and you can't sustain yourself. That's different. But for people in a two-income household where there's a husband and a wife both making money and the husband just happens to make a shit ton more than the wife, I don't believe in alimony. Um, But prove me wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't believe in taking it when it's not actually justified. Um, I talked about sharing custody. I talked about sharing a lawyer. What comes in also goes out. That's that's my rule. Um, One other thing I have written down here is split assets fairly. Here's an example. Um, My last ex-husband got an inheritance from his grandfather when his grandfather passed away a few years before we got divorced. Did I want to take half of his money from his dead grandpa? Of course not. So I was like, you take that. I don't want that. Um, Another thing we did was we had a $10,000 Tempur-Pedic bed and we had a $10,000 hot tub and he couldn't take the hot tub to to uh, to the hotel, to the apartment that he got. So he took the bed. And I took the hot tub. We did this equitable fairness thing. Um, So split assets in a fair way, if that means you have two homes and you sell the second home and split the assets, fantastic. Um, We we always looked at fairness. So for example, the house that I'm in, that I own, my last ex-husband helped me to purchase it and that his name was on it and that was it. And I made every single purchase to this house. So we decided when we got divorced, he couldn't afford the house anyway. And I was already paying for it. So of course it should be mine. So he did a quick claim deed and signed the house over to me. Could he have been a dick and gotten half of the equity of the house? Absolutely. Did he walk away from hundreds of thousands of dollars? Yes, he did. Cause he's not an asshole. So as you can tell, the message of this, yes, it's hard love. Yes, it's not what society tells you. And it's fair. And it's done with love. And that's exactly what this messaging is. That's exactly what this whole month is. It's about separating with another human and being kind and loving and gentle and knowing that there's another way. Okay, number four is one of my favorites as well. And this is the fun part. And this is set your ex up for success. 
The person with the higher income or with the higher savings account, really, this is your responsibility. Um, the first thing that I did, and, and I think you can help with as well, is help your about-to-be ex-partner Help them find a new place to live, go apartment shopping with them, look online, do whatever it takes to help them get situated into a new spot and maybe pay a few months of their rent, help them get settled. Um, in the book, Conscious Uncoupling, she shares a story where there was a husband and wife and the husband actually ended up having an affair. He fell in love with this woman and he asked his wife for a divorce. Uh, they had a bit of a tumultuous marriage anyway. The wife wasn't really surprised, but she loved her husband. And she said, you gave, you gave me 20 years of love and support. We had three kids together and, and I, I want you to be happy. And if that means us not being married, cool. I'm okay with it. And when they got divorced, she gave him a parting gift. I want to say it was like 10 or $20,000. And this guy, her husband, who she just divorced, always wanted to write a book. And she said, they were all divorced. And she said, you know, I want to give you a gift. I want to give you a parting gift. I know that you've always wanted to write a book, but you haven't ever stopped. You were taking care of the family. You were taking care of our vacations. You were, you were helping us in so many ways, being an amazing father and husband to us. I want to give you a gift back and I want you to be able to write your book. Take a few months off. Here's ten, twenty thousand dollars I don't remember what the number was. Um, and go live your dream that you wanted to do. And he did. He quit his job or took a sabbatical and wrote the book. That's the kind of loving kindness that you can share with the person that you are choosing to separate from. And you can operate from a place of love. And it's just, it gets really juicy and really fun because for the rest of your life and their life, they're going to remember that kindness that you gave. Hey there. Did you know that I do online coaching? Yes, I do online coaching in the sex and relationship space. Some of the topics that are near and dear to my heart are open relationships. So that includes polyamory, swinging, or what we call the lifestyle. I also love conversations around online dating. We're talking Bumble, Tinder, Field, and more. And then the last thing that's really passionate and close to my heart is conscious uncoupling. That means we get to break up with people with love and respect, with dignity and hope. We get to create a life for our children that gets to be a little bit different. We can do things better than we have in the past. So if any of these topics sound interesting to you and you'd love to get some coaching from me, check out the link in the show notes or the link in my bio for more information on coaching with Jen. So I have a couple other ideas like help them move, like physically help them move out, either pay for a mover, you help move furniture, um, help them get settled and help them feel settled and secure in their new place. Another idea is to pay for a therapist or a coach for the two of you as you unravel your marriage. Um, the weeks after deciding that you are going to get divorced or you're going to separate from your partner are really tough. Um, they're tough because there's so many action items from calling your phone bill service and unraveling your phone service together in a joint account with all the phone numbers and the kids' phone numbers and all. Like that's just one step that took us like three or four hours to get accomplished. Um, there's changing titles on mortgages. There's refinancing houses. There's 
changing bank account numbers. There's who's responsible for car bills and getting that stuff. I mean, there's so much. And with each thing, you kind of feel like a punch to the gut. It's like, oh my God, there's more. The utilities. I mean, it just goes on and on, especially when you're that enmeshed together. And then you have to like create a double, like a secondary life for this other person that's leaving. It's a lot of stuff to cross and a lot of things to process, especially if one of you start to date, that brings up a lot. So it could be that the person that has more assets or has more cash, they could help pay for a therapist or pay for a coach to help you and your partner work through all that hard, crunchy stuff that's several months after you decide to partner or to, to get divorced or to separate, that that could be helpful. Um, okay. I'm at number five already. Number five is my favorite because it's the rest of your life. So number five is stay connected. Again, not what the world says. I heard a story once from somebody a few weeks ago and she said, you know, Jen, I love this idea of conscious uncoupling. As a kid, what my mom would do every time she ran through another boyfriend or ran through another husband is we were all told that we had to completely forget that he existed and he never came, he never showed up again. So while my mother was, say, married to this person, I think she had five or six husbands while this, this, this lady that I know was growing up, um, she'd be told like, he's your new dad, like act like he's your dad. And then as soon as they got divorced, like this person's dead to me. He's never coming to your softball game. He's never coming to your basketball game. He's not coming around here ever again. What you get to do with conscious uncoupling is you get to stay connected forever. And you want to, because they're still helpful. They're still loving. They still show up in your life. Do you still fuck them? No. I mean, unless you wanted to, but that's not what I mean. So one thing that we do is um, we say happy birthday to each other, me and my exes. Like I support them. For my children's dad, we go buy a gift for him every year. I ask him what he wants. And he says, I want like for Christmas, it was, um, I want a new wallet. My wallet's really old. I'd love to have a new wallet. Great. The kids are not going to get you a wallet. Um, and we give him a wallet for Christmas. He never forgets a Mother's Day. He never forgets my birthday. He never forgets important things for me and then has the kids give me gifts and he's the one remembering that it's important, right? That's being a mature adult. That's being an ex and still acting out of love. One other thing I have written here is Thanksgiving. So first husband, children's dad, uh, doesn't have family in our area. I have lots of family that comes up here for Thanksgiving and we went, this kind of went through a series throughout the year. So the first one was us making him a special plate. He lives in the same exact subdivision of, as me on purpose. Um, our kids run back and forth to our houses frequently and it was just so much more convenient to live in the same exact area within a one or two minute walk. They can just head up to their dad's house. And so what we would do is we would celebrate with my family and everybody would have a big Thanksgiving. And then we'd all go out for a walk and walk over to his house and deliver Thanksgiving, you know, leftovers on a plate or whatever. Well, the last year or two, we've decided let's just invite him to Thanksgiving. Like he doesn't have anybody else to celebrate it with. Why would we want him to just sit at home and be sad? Uh, we'll just invite him. So we celebrate the boys' birthdays together. We've always done that. 
Um, he, we usually do it at my house or we do it at his house. And we just kind of share in that family celebrations for the kids. And then now for Thanksgiving, he comes over and has Thanksgiving with us, which is awesome. Um, one other thought I had was, so again, I have two ex-husbands. First one is the kid's dad. Second one is just my ex who lived with us for eight, nine years, uh, Derek, And what we've done with him to help keep him involved is when we got divorced, we told the kids, him and I did together, like, don't worry, he's not going to be out of your life forever. He just doesn't live here anymore. He lives down the street. So he still comes and gets the kids once a month or so for pizza. He still comes and watches their baseball games. Um, He tried this season to even help co-coach so that he could stay involved with them and help my ex-husband, the kid's first dad, um, who's now somehow became a coach for my oldest kid and help him out. So big picture here. Let's take a step back of everything that I've told you. We're talking about how to lovingly break up with someone in a way that helps them feel supported in the separation or in the divorce that helps them get settled in a new place that helps them financially be okay Um, and allows them to move on with their life in a way that doesn't feel like they've just been through a train wreck. You haven't been raked through the coals and all these horrible sayings that society has created. I want you to remember you're the one in charge. You are the one that gets to decide how nasty or how beautiful the separation is. I also mentioned we have periods throughout our life where relationships outside of our children and outside of our parents come and go. People cycle in our lives, in and out, in and out, new people, in and out, in and out. It's normal. It's totally normal and it's okay. So just because society has said you only marry one person and you're married throughout your entire adult life until you die, until someone dies, Um, Although that's become like the standard of what we say, it's not reality in any way. There's over 50 to 60% of us get divorced at least once. And then once you get divorced once, your rates go up higher and higher and higher and higher every single time you get remarried. Part of that's because we put up with less bullshit, right? We realize there's another way to live. We realize that we outgrow each other. That was another point that I made. We outgrow people in our lives when they stop choosing to grow with us. And it's okay. Give yourself permission to move on. Love your partner enough to let them go. And then the last thing that we talked about was setting your ex up for success, helping them move, give them some of the furniture from the house, give them a, a, a lump sum of money if that helps them get going, and then stay connected. So continue to tell them happy birthday, stay connected through the holidays, make sure that they're not alone, Um, invite them to things happening with your kids if you have kids and just operate from a place of love and you can't go wrong. Hope this was helpful, guys. This is a really fun one to record. Bye.